Hello, this is Terry Lynn Dupree, and this is Evolving Always Productions. And as usual, I bring you guests that will help you to elevate yourself mentally, physically, and financially, and sometimes spiritually, and just all the above. And I have a phenomenal guest today. Her name is Lisa. She's from Jules Jules. She is super amazing, so motivating, such high energy. She is like what I consider light. She is just a big ball of light. And every time I see anything from her on her social media, if she's doing lives, or she's doing live sales, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. She's just so full of energy and you just can't stop looking at her. She also has a YouTube channel, which I'll put the YouTube channel and her Instagram account. I'll have these links added to this episode. I definitely recommend that you follow her on Instagram and you subscribe to her YouTube. But like I said, she's a super amazing person. She is a boss, boss. I mean, serial entrepreneur. She's got so many things going on. It's not funny. Several uh, e-commerce stores. And then she's doing, she's into the gig economy too. And we know about that. So we'll be talking a little bit about that as well. Again, this is an amazing person. I love you, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming. How you doing, girl? Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. All right. All right. All right. So look, first of all, um, I'll know that Lisa's letting me see her little um, cat. So, you know, I love that. So if I make a little comment about our cat, you'll know why it happened. Just letting you know. <laughs> all three of them are up here to be a part of the podcast, by the way. They're all surrounding me right now. Yeah, that's right. They, they wanted to be a part. They're, they're there. They're uh, missed. Uh, you know, we y'all can't see them, but I can. So that's the fun part for me. But anyway, girls, so I'm going to go ahead and get started, you know, because time is everything. And again, I appreciate you giving me some time. So I know you got married. Yes. Not long ago. Talk to us about that. It's actually been a year now. So we had lived long distance for our entire relationship and actually the first part, portion of our marriage as well. And we were supposed to continue to live long distance until he was hoping that they were going to create a position in um, his company and Greenville. And that's what their hopes were. But um, then some circumstances changed and they started having some layoffs and they told him it'd be better for him to stay where he was. Um, because he's a senior where he is now and that would, he'd be the only one down in Greenville. So if there were layoffs, he'd of course be laid off. So we decided we were going to continue to live long distance until he was able to get there because our goal is to live in South Carolina because that's where my family is and now our grandson. And I see my, I've seen my family all the time. I'm very big about um, being involved with my family. His mom and dad are here, but like they're planning to retire and move away. So... Um, we then things totally changed <laughs> because um i happened to be renting a house that held mold and i was sick for six months straight and i couldn't take it anymore and i said you know what i'm done and so i left south carolina and moved up to north carolina and have actually finally been living with my husband for the last we just celebrated a year and we've lived together for six months now and it's been absolutely amazing I, he loves having a wife he's like oh this is, I even asked him today, I was like, so did you think that well, marriages could be like this? And he was like, no, because no joke, I'm not exaggerating when I say in five years, we've never had an argument, not one. Well, and that's, that's, that's truly amazing. Cause I will tell you, it's kind of common to have arguments, but it's okay that y'all don't. <laughs> I, I think it's totally fine. And, and yeah. the reason I say that is, is because I don't know him 
but looking at the videos of him, I'm like, okay, he's a big teddy bear. You're 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 like a mama bear. Yeah, I can't really see y'all arguing anyway. I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know that right now. But isn't that cute that y'all have just been actually living together now for like six months? <laughs> it's been so great. I absolutely love living with him. Um, I hate to cook, but I I cook every day for him. I prep his breakfast and lunch, and then I make him dinner and all because he just brings me so much joy to my life. I can tell that I, you know, I'm the type of person that I'm really, um, I have a really good instinct about people and really, I don't even have to meet them. I can like look at photos of them and guarantee every time I'm right. But I, I know that's a good man. I, I see it totally. And of course you're a great woman. So that, that, that goes without saying. So, um, I am just glad y'all found each other. That's the important Me thing. So, question being that you were in South Carolina. He was in North Carolina. He is by the Charlotte area. That is correct, right? Close to the Charlotte area? Correct. Okay. So how did y'all find each other again? I think I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of who you, th those that don't know me, this is important to the, the story because my husband is black and I am Caucasian. Um, I'm actually American Indian and all. But um, so he was our IT guy at the company that we worked at. And he came in... <laughs> He came in over Easter weekend five years ago and he saw my picture, um, my profile picture, because he was replacing all of our laptops. So he had to come in and do the prep work for it. And he saw my picture and he was like, she's cute. Then he came into the office the next day and had none of us are there, but he saw the picture of my children who are biracial. <laughs> and he said, oh, a black man's been there. Okay. <laughs> I was suspecting that, but that's so funny. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I am not joking. When that's too for the next the next day, he walked into my cubicle and Terry Lynn. I was dating someone on the download because I worked with someone and nobody knew that I was dating him yet. But when my husband, then coworker, walked into my cubicle. It was just instant chemistry from the get-go to where they were like, what is going on back there? Y'all need to go get a room. We were, I, I'm dating someone and I'm not that type of person. And I was flirting with this man. I was like, I got to stop. What is going, I couldn't even figure out in my head what it was, but we were just instantly drawn to one another. And so we, he gave me, he's like, can I, and knowing that I'm dating someone and no, no one around me knows this. Um, that I worked with at that point in time because and it was a co-worker so um, he asked for my number he's like can I get your number and I didn't know what to say I was like if you get my number you get my number well he was the IT guy so he saw my phone was forwarded to my cell phone and it had the cell phone number on there so he wrote it down he's like can I call you and I'm like if you call me you call me <laughs> I'm playing coy as can be speaking in code here okay <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up that night he called me and girl the conversation was flowing so well and after about 30 minutes i was like i gotta tell him i can't leave this man on and i'm not the type that i was like i gotta let him know so i let him know and he's like oh, okay so then he came back six months later and um he i was still dating the guy but i wasn't too sure where things were standing and on um and it's still on the down low and everything because we work together and so um, eventually we went out to dinner that night just to talk and everything. And I was like, you understand it's just friends. And 
he just knew from that moment. He said that the first day that we had that phone conversation, well, actually the first day he met me, he went home and he told, which is now our dog, Brutus, who's 14 and a half. He said, Brutus, I met your future mama. <laughs> like, Aww, yes. So he, oh my he, goodness. Yes, he knew from then. So he comes back six months later, you know, things are a little iffy with the guy that I'm dating, but nothing happened. And in about three months after that, on September 2nd, the guy told me um, that he found somebody else that was interesting. And so the strange thing is while me and the guy were dating, I never felt beautiful or desired or like there was something off in the relationship. And so I never felt that. And when he told me he met somebody else and she was nice, I was like, great good luck i had no issues but i was like i at that point in time i was like i want to feel desired and beautiful and i know who that is and so i contacted him and immediately we started talking and um as you know and some may not um i had someone who i loved who called me mama number two um he committed suicide and this is like nine days into me and my husband's name is carlos me and carlos talking and Carlos was my rock through all of that. As I grieved, Carlos was the one who held me together. He held me up by doing nothing. He didn't try to fix anything. He was just always there for me. If I needed to laugh that day, if I wanted to tell stories about Jared, if I wanted to just cry, if I wanted to sit in silence, whatever I needed, Carlos was there for me, whatever it was. No questions asked. And I remember finding out some more details behind why Jared did what he did. And um, it was October 4th and I went home and I called Carlos and I remember being on the floor in the ball crying when I, when I was relaying the details to him. And then when I finally got my composure a little bit after about 20 minutes, I calmed down and all. And I was like, Carlos. And he's like, yeah. So we've been talking for a month and two days now. I said, I'm ready to commit to you. If anyone in this world deserves it, it's you. And that was it. It's been him every day since. He's just an amazing human being. And I literally had God smile down upon me by bringing him into my life. Yeah, because y'all are, are soulmates and it's lovely and it's beautiful. Yep. It yep. really is a beautiful thing. And um, thank you for sharing this whole story because I just think the whole thing is beautiful. Um, people hope to. That's what I think, because it, it tells people, you know, your soulmates out there and you may meet them at the oddest times and maybe times that it's not even a, a good time in your life. It did explain, but it ends up coming back around. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm a believer in that. The funny part is that uh, one of his coworkers that knows him well, because my husband's a big homebody, um, <laughs> I was like, you have a wife? How did you do that? Because you just go to work and you go to home and you go to work and you go to home. He's like, I found her at work. <laughs> so that's what he did. He found me at work. And and I'm not blame Carlos because that club life is not me. <laughs> and it is not me. We are such homebodies and we just have so much fun together. So yeah, that's my story of me and my husband. Aw, well, I, I appreciate you sharing. It's a beautiful story. Absolutely beautiful. Um, So let me ask you this. Um. I really look up to you and your your e-commerce business. You, you're doing extremely well. Um, obviously, uh, did Pot, was Poshmark your first store or was it eBay? Um, the first real one was Facebook Marketplace. Okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then it went to Poshmark and then just spun out from there. 
How did the Facebook Marketplace go for you? So, um, as many also know, I have a total obsession with Christmas. Like when right. I say I love Christmas, <laughs> it's all day, every day. Right. And it was um, Carlos who actually started this whole venture because he made one comment and he's like, don't you think you have enough Christmas stuff? And I was like, but I love it all. But he was right. I just had so much and I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and lot up some of these um, snowman figurines and some of these Santa figurines. And I did a lot of snowman figurines and a lot of like 20 Santa figurines. And I listed them on Facebook Marketplace and they sold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And that was it. I had the bug. And so then the next thing I did, I said, okay, I went out to a Goodwill and I said, I'm going to go see what I can get on here and resell. And I bought a painting, a picture. It wasn't, it was a picture. And um, I bought it for five bucks and I listed it on Facebook marketplace and I was able to sell it for $25. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was stoked. So at that point in time, um, my son, I have four sons and my third oldest, um, Jay, um, he also was into it and all. And we decided that we were going to form a business because he was very much so into it now. And so that's how we got started with Facebook marketplace. Uh, we did that for a while and eventually we got onto Poshmark and, and it just grew and blossomed from there. Yeah. Cause you're doing really good. I mean, um, anyone that goes to, uh, Jules, um, Lisa, Lisa's, um, boutique on Poshmark, she has got such exceptional taste, beautiful, beautiful item, very curated, um, so I highly recommend when you do actually follow her on Instagram is definitely check out her Poshmark closet, um, especially the ladies because you're in the fashion. She's got you. But she also um, t- excuse me, caters to men. She has home goods, some of everything, but she just has very, you know, just great taste. I love um, her boutique on Poshmark. Um, obviously, she is on eBay. You, you heard about her being on Facebook Marketplace, but she also is Amazon seller. So, like I said, she is all over. We're talking serial e-commerce sites, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure pretty soon she's probably going to have her Shopify together too. You're working on your Shopify as well, right? Um, I was. I, I got to do some more research on it. Um, I think it's a great avenue, but I think that I might be using Shopify for something different. My best friend of 32 years, actually 33 years now, I think, um, is actually moving up here and she's going to rent a room from my husband and I, and um, we're going to look at possibly starting another venture, which would then be um, kind of like custom tumblers, shirts, keychains, socks, things of that nature. I think that's going to be perfect for Shopify. Yep. And, uh, I, you know, I'm working on Shopify too, so um, there's... Things I'm, I know I'm definitely doing, I guess I'm going to call it craft thing, just unique items. I'm going to be yep. putting some items up there as well. But yeah, I'm so excited that you're getting to do that with your best friend. What a blessing. That, that's a huge blessing right there. So um, looking forward to it. It'll be super amazing when it happens. Um, I know she's coming soon. Yes, so, at the end of May. Mm-hmm, exactly. But besides you doing all this e-commerce, you're not someone that sits at home and um good but you're not that that person um you're doing a lot of things i remember one time you were working um with uh what was the name of this it was a company i think that actually sold wholesale stuff i don't know if you still work with them or not oh yeah 
I remember you doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're doing a lot of what, what I call um, gig economy. And if it, people aren't familiar with this, this is basically people that, you know, deal with Uber, Lyft. Um, there's an Amazon um, portion that you do deliveries, you deliver people. So there's a lot out there in the gig economy. Yep. You're still self-employed, by the way. You don't actually, you're not an employee of the company. Um, you get to choose your own hours. Um, it's all on you. You know, you're, you're doing a 1099. This, this, this is you. It's, it's yeah. your business. So I always tell people it's like uh, the delivery and transportation business is what it is. So that's what Lisa's doing. And she does it a lot, which I know about the industry because me and my husband have, have been in that heavily as well. So uh, tell me how you like that. And how long have you been doing that? Well, when I moved up here, I was like, I mean, I'd done some DoorDash um, down in Greenville, South Carolina when I was living down there. But when I moved up here, I was like, I don't ever want to go back to corporate America if I can help it. Like I got laid off in 2021 um, and I was like, I focused mainly on my business. Well, unfortunately with the economy, the way it is, while the business is still doing okay, it's not thriving as much as it used to. We used to make about eight to 10,000 a month. So unfortunately we are not making those numbers currently. So um, I was like, I, I don't want to go back to corporate America. I really... I'm kind of, I tell my, I tell people I'm a nomad career type of person. Like I want to be able to get up and go anytime I want, especially now that I have a new grandson. I want to be able to go down to Greenville. I go down usually about once a week to see my mom, my sister, my kids, my grandson. I go to help take care of him. So I definitely want the flexibility. So I was like, okay, well, I didn't plan on moving to Charlotte. I'm up here now. What am I going to do? And honestly, though, I could not have done this as well in Greenville as I can in Charlotte because of the size of Charlotte. But every day, I don't know what my day is going to be. And that's also something I like. I'm not one who needs things planned out. I like spur of the moment. I like being like, okay, well, I'll do this now. Oh, I've got time for this. Let me do this. So I will work for Amazon Flex. Uh, That's one of the things I do. I do their same day delivery. I do their fresh online delivery. So I do that for them. I work for a company on the side called MCES. And the funny thing is they're in Greenville, South Carolina, but they needed people in Charlotte. And I was like, perfect. And then I do DoorDash up here as well. There's something else. like Oh, uh, Vejo. Vejo delivers a lot for HelloFresh, ThreadUp, uh, Stitch Fix, things like that. So I could be working for one or all of them in a single day, depending on how my day goes, as well as in between Amazon FBA, getting my sales together, taking care of my husband. I don't like to sit still at all. Right. And when you're an entrepreneur, actually, you really can't anyway. You, yeah. you got going, even if it's, even if maybe you're, you're sitting still is not really sitting still, but you're thinking, you're thinking about your venture. What are you going to do next? And, and you're like working on plan, you know, you know the deal. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, direction uh yeah and and in charlotte i would think that there's a lot of opportunity for actually good good work you know like the areas i live in like i live in greenville north carolina i know lisa was talking about uh greenville uh south carolina i live in greenville north carolina and though the gig economy is here there's certain aspects of it that's not too good doordash one of them (laughs) a year and year when, when DoorDash first came here, it was really good, but then they made the changes. And I'm like, it doesn't make any sense for anyone to take a $2.75 order and drive 10 miles. It just doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. It's, and, go ahead, go right ahead, I'm sorry. I will tell you that 
so in Greenville, DoorDash was okay. It was okay. But here, they those um, promo surges or whatever, they're literally putting like on a Friday night, some of these areas around me have three to five dollar bonuses on each order. So you could definitely work just nights on the weekends and probably make enough to have the rest of the week off. I mean, it, it definitely is totally different in Charlotte. It's a whole different beast when it comes to DoorDash up here. You can make a living off of just that in, in Charlotte. And you're right about that. And this, and this is for the audience that's listening to this. So the gig economy, again, keep in mind, if you decide to do it, you're, you're um, self-employed. And I have to stress this. And the reason I stress this is I think sometimes people think they work for this company and you don't work for the company. You're working for yourself. And this is very important because if you don't really grasp that, you'll end up taking jobs that you shouldn't take. That's really not going to help you from a financial or even a mental standpoint. Plus, you'll be putting a lot of wear and tear on your vehicle that you just don't need to do. Yeah, especially with the economy actually getting worse. So if you do get into the gig economy, it's going to be really important. There's a lot of videos out there um, that can help you. Um, you know, uh, my you can get on my Instagram asking questions. I know a lot about them. Lisa's really sweet. I'm sure she wouldn't mind too. But just keep in mind, if you do decide to do gig work, uh, work in the gig economy, you are self-employed and you need to really take that seriously. And you need to remember too that you don't have to accept everything they send. Um, a lot of times people think, well, if I don't accept it, they're going to take me off the app. They can't take you off the app. And the reason they can't take you off the app for not accepting is, is because you're not an employee. Now, can they take you off the app for, you know, providing poor customer service? Of course, because it's a partnership. You're not providing good customer service. So that's something they can take you off the app for, because, you know, that's the whole point of, you know, being a good, you know, providing good customer service. Can they take you off the app continuously saying you're going to do a job like you accept something and then you cancel it? Yes, they can take you off for that. But in regards to just accepting anything, you can't. And I, I run into people that think that they do have to accept everything and you don't. You've got to make sure that you know your worth. Just wanted to throw that out there because we were talking about the gig economy. Did you want to add any tips on that too, Lisa? Um, also remembering that you're self-employed, that you need to take the fact that taxes are not taken out into consideration and be putting an appropriate amount aside for taxes. Definitely. Because they're going to send that out to you because once you make um, over $600, it gets so yeah, you're right. And so that, that means, you know, keeping up with your mileage, you know, um, of course, tax rates, keeping up with everything you're spending when you're doing it. So, right. so definitely look at that aspect as well. So what is your favorite gig work, would you say? I would have to say probably Amazon. Um, I really enjoy that one because, you know, I damaged my rotator cuff. So doing um, Veho, some of the packages are heavier. So my Amazon packages are a little smaller. Um, I, I especially like it when the deliveries are like back to back. Um probably Amazon and then you know you can cancel up to 45 minutes before and I like it also because with Veho they only list their available positions at 8 p.m. the night before whereas Amazon is putting out shifts a week in advance so I can have at least some sort of a schedule even though it might change every day I could wake up and say you know what as long as I cancel within 45 hours or 45 minutes oh I don't want to do that shift after all. I'm gonna go ahead and do this shift over here I can cancel it not but I can have one saved and reserved just in case to make sure I'm still bringing in some income for that day. 
So Amazon definitely would be it. That's actually good that Amazon does um, gives you the 45 time period because I know some companies that if you were to schedule with them, you you needed to like give a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. But that's actually good to Amazon. You know, it gives you you know up to 45 minutes. That's that's really good. That's good to yeah. know. I can see them being fun to work for anyway. Amazon's a pretty cool company. So the so did you? So how long have you been selling on Amazon? Because I know you sell on Amazon. So how long have you been doing that? So my son handled the um, for, handled it for. We've probably been doing it for about two and a half years now. My son handled it at first, and then he recently took a position about eight months ago because he finished college. And um, once he was finished college, he wanted to use his degree. I mean, he got a degree in um, business, real estate business. And so he got a position with a firm where he is now selling investment houses. Um, Sorry about that. He's selling investment houses and all. And so he wasn't as active. So I was handling just the reselling side. So once he started to really focusing on his job because he was new. I then started working some of the, the FBA side. Um, and now we're kind of both tag teaming it. Like I just put in an order today for some inventory to come in that I'll need to process. My goal is eventually to um, field of profits. I don't know if you've ever heard of Warren Profit, but he is uh, one of the people that I learn a lot from on Instagram. And um, he was a college kid. I think he still is actually. And he started with $1,000 and now he makes six figures on there and he uses his time wisely. And I think that's where my goal is to get eventually, hopefully within the next year, we'll be there. But he has people in the Philippines that work for him and he tells them his criteria. And so while he's sleeping, they're looking for inventory that fit his criteria And then when he wakes up, they've got lists of possible items and he'll review them and say, yes, I want these ones. And then he has someone that pulls the trigger and purchases them and then processes them for FBA. So that's all he does. He actually outsources pretty much everything. He just makes the decision. So right now I'm the source mainly, you know, again, my partner and son, Jay, he's back to helping a little more now that he's got his footing under him at his job. But I mean, we have to go find our items. We have to purchase them. When they come in, we've got to process them and ship them off. And my goal is to be more like Warren to where we've got people doing that front end stuff and we're making it, we're just pretty much funding it and making the decisions. And that's our goal. But yeah, yeah. and I think that's the ultimate goal because you have to, at some point, leveling up means taking certain duties off of you so you can expand more yep. and um so that that's really um great advice that you gave and you said it's warren profit do you follow him on instagram or yeah field of profits field of profits so remember that Field of profits because I, I love that concept too lisa because i am working on trying to scale everything where it's not so much a physical aspect for me you know i'm like like you said i'm trying to outsource it and really I'm to the point i don't want to be having to worry about shipping anything packing anything it's, it's being done if that makes any mm-hmm. sense yep you know so yeah and we're gonna both make those goals we're gonna make those things happen <laughs> amen amen yes so you not too long ago got on whatnot correct you- live sales amazing live sales by the way so what's your take on whatnot so far so i did it for probably about a month 
and then I put a halt to it. Um, I want to go back, but I just have to figure out. It, it's hard for smaller, um, even though some people might consider because I have over ten thousand followers. They might and and I have a uh, YouTube and all. They might be oh no, she's a larger. No, really, I am still smaller, um, and so it's hard to start literally because you're going up against some people who want one have massive capital to invest in their inventory so they can kind of start things at a lower price because they know that they've got enough that'll offset it and all um and when you're smaller you're almost giving stuff away at first and it literally takes months of doing this to build the following and uh, to be able to start getting those higher prices so you're kind of with any business in the red and i wish i'm trying to think of i've been trying to think of a way with some of the other smaller um resellers that i know that want to break into whatnot a way to help us all be stronger from the beginning so we're not taking so long of being in the red because unfortunately we always have to keep reinventing ourselves but we don't want to be losing money every time that we do so we're trying to come up with different ways in the background that we can reapproach it reapproach it because i do think it has massive potential i mean i follow ebay princess and um ebay princess and i always forget jen's the nc thrift life or something like that i love jen she's absolutely amazing i've worked with both of them personally when I work with quick lots um so yeah I, I my goal is to one day be as big as they are but unfortunately it's really hard when you start you're first starting out and you don't have that same following as they but they put in the time too I mean they put in several months and built it up so just know that if you're going to start it don't think it's going to be something quick yes Especially your first shows, you got all your friends that that come, but eventually not everybody can be there. I mean, we're all wanting to support one another, but financially, we can all be there to support one another at the same time because we've got to be making up the money that we're putting out. So just know that it is going to take a while to build up that following and you might be in the red for a little bit. Um, so be patient. Um, that's one thing I lack is patience. <laughs> so um, I think that I want to go back at it and just have a, I have to have a real come to Jesus with myself and remind myself that I have to be patient. And so I, I kind of got in my own feelings. And so I stepped away for a little bit, but I do want to go back at it because I think it has great potential. And I just have to understand that it's not going to happen overnight. Just like anything else, it has to be built. And so, yeah, there's definitely great potential there, though. Yeah, I agree. You, you, you summed it up. Um, I, I think the same thing. One of the things I saw from uh, from the beginning, though, is I know they're trying to be more, like, trying to be a lot more, a lot more like eBay. That's why in the beginning I started loading some of my stuff before, you know, you know obviously today I mentioned how you can actually... Uh, you know, whatnot has it set up now where they'll actually, you know, pull your stuff from Poshmark for you. But before then, I was actually actually adding listings because I said, I think they're really trying to be more than they are. So they've opened up a marketplace. 
So they're really trying to be like eBay, but obviously they've got, you know, more of the live connection. Um, that's going on a big deal. And then what was interesting to me is the fact that they are pulling from Poshmark. So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, does this mean that they will possibly merge? You know, you have to always wonder these things. And then, well, you know, Poshmark doing the live shows as well. And then, of course, they already have the marketplace. I'm talking about Poshmark. They already have a marketplace. So mm -hmm. I just kind of thought that whole thing was interesting. But yeah, I see a lot of potential and whatnot. Um, like you were saying, I think if you are selling items, I think you should give it a go. But like Lisa said, um, just be patient. Um, and, and, and if you have the opportunity to get inventory like free, because some people do get inventory that's free. Yeah. Some people have the, the opportunities do and, and you have lots of inventory if people are always giving you stuff and you have access to a lot of free inventory then definitely really go for it um and just keep being um you know consistent with it because like lisa said you will build your following and, and you can build it but you just got to be consistent with it and that's something i had to pull back too because like lisa i kind of got in my feelings too and my issue with, with whatnot is if I can be really high energy, but then if I only see like three people or four people in my show, it's hard for me to get my energy up because I only see three or four people there. And that's something that I have to work on. That's the me thing. So that's that's because I'm saying to myself, I'm going to go ahead and give it a go again. I've got to work on that. But yeah, there's a lot of potential. And I think you really summed it up very well, Lisa. So, you know, we're going to get this, Lisa. We're going to get it done. <laughs> we're, we're too stubborn. While we might be impatient and getting our feelings, we eventually give ourselves a get up, put your, your big girl panties on, and right. get, you know that you're going to be good at it. Eventually, it just takes time. So, yeah, I, I agree. We're going to get there. We're going to get it there, girl. All right. So, look, a little fun stuff. Well, well first... You are Native American. Can you tell us a little bit uh, about that and, and growing up? Yes. Um, so uh, I was the one who was the most into our uh, history. Um, and I actually had the paperwork and I have never told my mom that um, I took it to school one day to show um, as kind of a show and tell in my teenage years, not really a show and tell because we were teenagers, but they wanted to know, one of the teachers wanted me to come and share and I lost a lot of our paperwork. Uh, I could never tell my mom that. Thank God she's never asked. But anyway, um, so my great grandfather, her grandfather was actually the um, chief of the uh, Rosebud Sioux Reservation, S-I-O-U-X in South Dakota and um, he met my great grandmother and fell in love with her but she was a white woman and um, when he pursued marrying her they actually made him leave the reservation and he he was no longer a chief um, and then he actually went over and fought in the army I have a picture of him in the army um, but I've got I had the paperwork and it was so interesting and I wish I hadn't lost it. I had all the paperwork that showed some of my relatives are literally, uh, there was Daffy surrounded in wood. Um, there was Anna with white fingernails. Um, I've actually had three different red horse was their name. Uh, so it was very interesting to see all of the names. We actually still have land in South Dakota. It's in my mother's name. And, um, she doesn't want us to ever ever sell it because at least at this uh, no she doesn't want us to ever sell it because she's hoping that eventually they'll want to build 
or do something out there and then we'll because right now she gets something like five or eight hundred dollars a year for our land um but eventually she's hoping that they'll want to build a casino or something and then we'll be getting like a few thousand a month that's her her hopes but it will be willed down to me and then eventually to um one of my sons so yeah that's our heritage and um i you know what the crazy thing is i know my ancestors names but i don't know what my great grandfather what his indian name was even though he was chief my, i'm gonna have to ask my mom that i just realized that i don't even know what his name was um uh, on the indian side but yeah that's that's a bit of our history in the south dakota rosebud sioux reservation i think that's so interesting um i i'm just always interested um in the history of native americans anyway and and i just love everything they're about because they're about the land mm -hmm. the nature just all of that but that's another conversation altogether. we could like really have a detailed one probably but um you know we're gonna find out more about you on all levels how about that let's do it <laughs> thing um I noticed that you had um, got into, you said you were at the, what was it, the Mu Alpha Beta and Academic Games in high school? Tell me yes. more about that. So I love math. I, I know people think it's weird, but I will um, go to sleep doing math puzzles in my head. Um, algebra was definitely my thing. I remember being in the ninth grade. I think it was, I think it was the ninth grade. And I had both Algebra 2 and Geometry Honors classes. Um, so they were always my thing. And then my um, Algebra 2 teacher, Miss Christina, absolutely love her. Deerfield Beach High School, Miss Christina. Um, she got me into Mu Alpha Theta, which is a math league competition. And um, we had won some awards during that. I Okay, so now I'm 47 now and I'm trying to remember back 30 something years ago. I believe I was in it either three or the four years or maybe all four years of high school. So I loved competing in that because I absolutely love math. I just, I think it's so much fun. Um, especially anything with algebra. I'll do, I know most people are like, oh, those things I learned in algebra, I don't use anymore. I still use them, but it's for fun. Well, question man. Uh-huh. Have you thought about getting into real estate? No, we girl yes that is one thing um so we'll talk about that in just a minute and then there was academic games uh my best friend in high school uh, she's like one of my sisters uh, my best friend now is actually living with her until she moves up here with us and so uh her father was a teacher there and we used to tell everybody we were sisters but he was the leader for our academic games. And then so I became a part of academic games with her and my real sister, Chrissy. And the three of us would go around and compete. We would do linguistics. We would do, it had all kinds of different types of games, propaganda, um, all types of games. And we, we actually would win some of those competitions. And the three of us were also thespians and we won a stage presentation uh, at a thespian competition my junior or senior year i can't remember but um yeah so that was all the things that i was involved in i did no sports because i am not sports inclined at all okay now uh, now i i totally can see you being really great at math i can totally see you being a straight a student but i'll be honest i did think for some reason that you were into i don't know i, I got this like softball vibe or something but apparently i'm totally <laughs> 
but we won't go there. <laughs> I tried out for softball, and I can't throw or catch. And the and the first day tryouts, a ball came at my face. I ducked and I said, "Okay, I'm out," and I left. <laughs> oh my god! Well, for some reason, I can see you doing softball. It's like I said, you know, and, and being really good at it. That's, that's I'm not, not good at it. That, that is too that's funny. the only thing I tried out for sports related. Oh my god. But that is funny. That that is what you tried out for sports related then. Yeah. Who knows? It might have been something meant for you. No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you are a grandmother, which I have a hard time grasping that for some reason. I don't know why. Every time I see I'm like, at least it's a grandmother, but yes, you are. So tell us about that journey. Okay, so again, um, some people don't know, but my oldest two sons are adopted. They're actually my ex-husband's family. And once I asked my ex-husband to leave, um, I asked him if we had custody of them both. And I asked him if they wanted to stay. And they said yes. And I immediately became the single mother of four sons. Um, my, uh, My birth children are my two youngest. And my two oldest are my ex-husband's brother and nephew. So it's their uncle and cousin, but they all call each other brothers. They call me mom. Those are my sons. They're not, they're not really my ex-husband's family. They're my sons. So they're 10 years older than my birth children. So that's probably why you can't, that it doesn't sit well with you. You're like, how in the world? But yeah, so they're, um, well, actually now, shoot, Jay is old enough to have some babies. Even Dorian, my baby's 21. That's crazy. But so one of my older sons, DJ, he, um, he gave me a, my first, I've been asking my kids, I'm like, somebody please make me a grandma, please, I beg you, I just want a grandbaby. And he had the most beautiful, amazing blessing. So I don't know where you are on faith on some of these people that are listening, but my son was um, struggling with faith for years. I'm a woman of God. I, I'm a Christian. Um, you know, your faith is your faith. And I'm one of those people that I'm like, hey, that's between you and whoever you serve. So my son denounced Christ many, many years ago. And, you know, I just prayed for him. And I was like, you know, that's, that's between him and God. I'm going to, I would pray God. I always said, God, just please plant a seed in him. I know it can't be me because of the relationship when we have a very good relationship, but I was like, I know it can't be me. Well, my son was downtown with, um, his, uh, my ex-husband's other brother. Um, so really his nephew, no, no, his uncle his uncle so he was downtown with his uncle and they were waiting for some food outside of a jamaican restaurant and they were standing there and these two guys walked by and they walked past them and then they stopped and they came back and they looked at devin who my son dj was with they looked at devin and said can we pray for you and devin said okay and so they prayed for devin and they went to walk away and then the one comes back to dj and says are you a believer and the guy says no i mean dj says no not the guy dj says no He's like, you have a son. And he says, no, I don't. And he says, no, you have a son. He says, no, I don't. He says, you might not know this, but you have a son. Whether somebody had a child that you're not aware of or somebody is pregnant with your your child, you have a son. And God wants you to know that he's going to make a difference in this world. Uh, That is so deep and then that makes me think of the butterfly effect girl a week later a week later wow the mother of his child 
contacted him and said, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm pregnant and it's a boy. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so she had already been five months pregnant at that point, four and a half months pregnant to know the birth, the sex and everything. So, I mean, he had no idea that. Wow. Yep. And so at that point in time, that's my, my grandson's name is Genesis. He's starting a new chapter. Yeah. And it really has helped my son's relationship with God, of course, because he's like, oh, he slapped me in the face. He let me know. Definitely let him know that, hey, I'm here. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> he said, Don't doubt me ever again. But let me tell you, this is the most amazing child. When I tell you this kid is anointed, I can already tell. First of all, he's so smart. And that's not just because he's my, my child, uh, my grandchild. My son, Dorian, is literally a genius. Okay. He was tested and he's on and went to a school for highly gifted students. So I see that in Genesis. Like I, he's doing the same things that Dorian did. His, his temperament, his behavior, everything else. So I can already tell. I'm like, DJ, he's, he's above average. Like he was no joke. I'm not even exaggerating. That kid was holding his neck up two days in the hospital. Like trying to control it it was crazy so he's very advanced when it comes to that but also i am not exaggerating when i tell you the happiest little human being i've only heard him cry he's now uh four and a half months old and i've only heard him cry twice and it's because he was like hey uh, can you feed me but otherwise he smiles in his sleep he is just an anointed child he is just this beautiful ray of light literally just exudes happiness and he just loves life already. And he's only four and a half months old and just a beautiful reveal. He is the biggest blessing. Every time I'm with him, I cry. And I, I don't typically cry too much, but I just become overwhelmed with not only is this my grandchild, but such a beautiful soul. Then I know oh, that he's got God. such purpose. And oh, so he's amazing. So cool. And um, I think of the butterfly effect. Because, you know, there is a purpose for everyone that's on Earth. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, even if it's not something from them directly, it's their presence. They'll impact somebody else that will later create a huge impact. And there's a book about it called Butterfly Effect. Check it out. It's, it's a really short read. Y'all get a chance. I just thought I'd mention that. But that's a beautiful story. I love that. And so that helped bring him back to God. He's, he's understanding, hey... You're here, God. I know. Oh yeah. my goodness, beautiful, Lisa. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And, and that that grandbaby, so adorable. I mean, yes. he makes me smile every time I see him. And I love going in the stories just to see him. He's so beautiful and full of smiles, like you said. And then the crazy thing is, is that my oldest son, JJ, has a best friend named JJ. And so we call him TZ to keep them apart. But TZ was like, he's also like a son to me. He has, he's always had a key to my house. Um, he literally like was over my house all the time when the kids were in high school and everything. So, I mean, he, he had a son 10 days after DJ had. So it's, um, it's like I got two grandsons in 10 days. And I don't get to see Cairo as much as I get to see Genesis. But he's also a beautiful little soul. He's just And a I love the things we got going on here. Yes. That's supposed to be no Genesis. You definitely, oh, but I love it. I love both the names that they have selected. So you're telling me, are you going to get into real estate? And there was a reason I asked you about that, but tell me your take on that. Okay. So, um, I want to change things. Um, when I got pregnant with Jay, I was 21 
Um, I've never been, I was not financially on my feet. Um, and then I was a server on the weekends uh, so that I could be with the kids during the weekdays. And when my then husband was off at work, and so I was there for all four boys. And so when I asked my husband to leave because of his straying eyes and other things, um, I was still a server full t- uh, full time on the weekends. And it was in 2006, 2007, the economy, that's when it tanked out that, at one point in time. And people just stopped tipping and it just was not feasible. But financially, we were just always struggling. I mean, we grew up, my sons grew up with, there was a time when I couldn't afford to pay for the heat. So they would have to stand with the stove open to get warm. Um, it, it was just, there, there's all kinds of stories where, I mean, we were broke. And so I talked to them and I'm like, you know, I don't want that for our future generations so we talk about finances and we talk about credit scores and we talk about investing so um my sister and my son dj and i sat down recently and we're about to i'm supposed to look into it um we're looking into it this month about starting a family trust and uh what we would like is everybody in our family who wants to be part of it and when we say family it doesn't always have to be blood like my best friend there that's their aunt so she's part of the family and um you know things like that but the people that want to be a part of it we want to create a trust and everybody put into it on a monthly basis what they can afford on a monthly basis and then in a year we want to take that money and purchase a house to flip and then the profits will be divided up by however much you were able to invest that percentage is what a percentage of the profits you'll get back. So you'll get your initial investment and the same percentage of the initial down payment and profits. So it's so there's no pressure. If you don't want to be a part of it, then that's fine too. But if you want to be a part of it, we want to make we want to start building this generational wealth together because eventually we, we want to own more houses. We want to um, venture off into some additional businesses. My two oldest sons want to want to have one type of business. We want to continue with houses. We would like to start up a business that I used to do back in the day. I just didn't have the money because I was to continue on with it. But it's a great business. So really, that's that's what we want to do with real estate is start with a trust. Everybody put in, in into it what they can every month, and then we'll use it as the down payment for our first house, and then we'll just continue it that way. I love that on so many levels, and um, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you why. But I'm glad you're sharing this, and people are listening to this in the audience because this is really a great idea for anyone to do. Mm-hmm. Because um, the old saying "together everyone achieves more" is true. Like I'm in the investment. Um, I have an investment club that I'm in, that I'm a president of, and um, we mainly invest in stocks, but we do invest in um, rents, which is real estate as well. But my point is, this is really beautiful because it gives you opportunity to get out into the real estate investing, which is really huge. Mm-hmm. So I love the concept. That is such a great idea, Lisa. I, I love, I love that. Um, yeah, I had asked you about the question about real estate because you said you're really good with math. Yeah. It really goes really well with real estate being good with math. So that that was what made me think about it. And then I know your your son 
one of your sons is is doing real estate investing currently, right? Correct. Yes. Yep. But yeah, I just think that is such a great idea because there's so much y'all could do with that. Because yeah, granted, like you said, you could flip it, you know, and and, and that'd be great. Or it, like you you may end up getting enough money that y'all could buy like some really great investment property that rent and you know it brings you um, income streams you know monthly it's just a lot of opportunities there I, I love the concept such a great idea that's good to hear yeah. so um gosh you know I have fun talking with you it's almost like I already realized we had been <laughs> oh my gosh and you're such an amazing person you got so many um great ideas for the people that are listening I hope you are taking some of these um ideas in and everything and definitely follow Lisa. I'm going to have her information down. It's just a very inspirational person, very motivating, giving individual. Just to know her is just a lover, I will say this. But a little fun thing. You were saying something about a pet sloth. Can you explain that to I got to pet a sloth. He wasn't a pet sloth. Oh, I wish he was a pet sloth. So I love sloths. My sister and I love sloths. Um, just there's First of all, I love all animals. Right. Um, this is a, outside of the sloth. I'm gonna sidebar real quick. Um, one of my, there were four of us in the high school. My best friend Shell, uh, my best friend from high school Michelle, and then Mike. The four of us still talk like several times a week. Um, we were very close in high school. Well, Mike moved out to Seattle. Me and Michelle flew up to go see him because he's actually the. She ended up marrying his brother and having a son. So that's her brother-in-law as well now. But we flew up there to see him. And um, I love animals. And I made it my goal to pet as many dogs as I could that day while we were out venturing. And I was able to get up to 32 and I was so happy. Um, some people said no. And I, I respect that. I would always ask before I pet a dog. And if they said no, I mean, it broke my heart a little. So I love animals. And my sister and I went to Costa Rica. And we wanted to go where um, we could actually interact with the sloths, but we weren't able to because we didn't realize we were on the opposite side of Costa Rica. So we did go out to some places where we could see some and we saw, we got to watch it way, way high up in the tree and that's, that's it. But we both have always wanted to hold a sloth. Well, I went down to visit my best friend, uh, Shell. She's in Florida right now until she moves up next month. And I went down there to visit her and we were supposed to go to one of those uh, places where you can beat the crap out of stuff. Um, you I know in. Yeah, <laughs> that, we were supposed to do that, but I don't remember why we didn't. And instead, um, we found this animal adventure place in somewhere a little about 30 minutes away from her. And I was like, let's go check this out. And so they rescue all types of animals. They, You could tell they've got a whole instagram page and all that they're just so dedicated to their animals while yes they um display them they make sure that they're accommodating their animals based on similar to what they would in the wild um when it comes to their types of habitats and things like that well they have this one sloth which i didn't know sloths are actually loners they prefer to be alone they don't even really care too much for other sloths a lot except for procreate so um there's they have this one sloth though who's totally different and his, <laughs> his, his name is flash and oh yeah <laughs> you gotta love the irony but his name is flash and so as part of the tour if you paid for this this extra portion which we did because you say sloth i'm in and so um we actually got to go and they're like you know 
everybody stand. We'll bring him around. You get to pet him. And girl, when I tell you, as soon as I got to start petting uh, Flash, tears started flowing. I was just falling because it's always been one of my bucket list items. And I am just crying. And I'm not going to lie, though, because I guess they could feel my heart coming through. I got to pet him longer than anybody else. Oh, I got to pet him for a good few minutes. And I was so happy. Everyone else got pretty much a pet. And I was sitting there loving on him and all. Uh, oh my god if i if i could just have one hug me i'd probably cry all over again i just he was so sweet i just love animals i love animals i'm telling y'all that are listening this is why i love Lee. <laughs> that energy and you, you know her just telling that story just makes me want to give her a hug oh. <laughs> i just love the animals but, but anyway um Gosh, you got me off tension because I'm, I'm here thinking that I'm getting a mental picture of you. Like, <laughs> I was bawling, girl. I was bawling. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like something. But um, so what is some advice you want to give people out there that want to be their own boss, be that, be an entrepreneur? What What would you tell them? Take a chance. Get started. I mean, life is very unsure day to day. So if we're going to sit there and... Um, try to figure out every little thing you, 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 you're going to be there thinking about everything forever and never get started so just get started be willing to go with the flow and one of the things I need to take my own advice on is just be patient with the process I know I, I, I'm very impatient so I got to give what not another try but be willing to change with the tide especially because I mean as many of us resellers have seen I mean for a while Poshmark was the big thing and now a lot of people their sales just aren't as strong on Poshmark and then you know then there's whatnot and who knows what's going to be the next big thing but be willing to to go with the flow if you want to if you want to grow your business you have to get out of your comfort zone and be willing to go with the flow wherever it might take you as long as for me, as long as it's moral and ethical, then I'm all about it. If it's immoral or unethical, nah, I'm out. But as long as it's moral and ethical, I will go wherever it takes me. That's right. As long as, long as I, I totally agree with you there. And the thing that I love that Lisa just mentioned is times change. Really analyze what you're doing and, and what it will look like five years from now what that would look like 10 years from now and and make plans so you're ready when the five years come the 10 years come because things are constantly changing um and to give an example of what i mean is um some people just started reselling and they just were on poshmark and then when things like shifted they were at a loss because they're just so used to poshmark they were making money on poshmark and they didn't really know what else to do but the bottom line is it was like crossless just mm-hmm. an example, cross us to other platforms, you know, learn to, you know, spread yourself out. And, and that's the thing, too, that I would want to say is, you know, definitely be open and don't wait to know all the answers. Like Lisa said, just go out there and do it. You'll learn as you go along. Trust me. Yep. In the process of doing, you're going to learn. <laughs> if you've got if you've got the right community that you align right. yourself with, mm-hmm. that's that's what's important. So. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you there. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule um, to do this because I know this is kind of like your family time. Um, 
and I appreciate you so much. Thank you again. And for everybody that's listening, um, I will have Lisa's information. I highly recommend that you follow her. She's an amazing person. You're going to learn from her. She's inspiring. She's motivating. Um, and, you know, she, she knows her stuff. She knows what she's doing. So definitely give her a follow. And um, you. I'll be appointed. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you, Terry Lynn. Appreciate you.